The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. All right, welcome to our program, the final show of our podcast week here on the SWP, all about Ottawa sports and whatever. We're here each and every weekday. It is Steve Warren along with Jim Jerome. Coming up today, Paul Maurice resigns as Jets head coach, sends fall 2-1 in Tampa with Stamkos and Vasilevsky setting records. The COVID-19 plot thickens in the NHL and a hell of a Thursday nighter in the National Football League. James, how are things with you today? Uh, Stevie, top shelf. Um, you know, we we uh, as we get older, uh, we we've been talking about weather. Uh, yesterday might have been the biggest opposites I've ever heard of uh, from our broadcast centers. Steve. That's right, our Coming command centers. From, yeah, from the command centers. You were plus sixteen. I was minus twenty two or something. Yeesh. And uh, so it's that time, Steve, where I get up in the morning. Now I never gave a shit about that. I never gave a shit about the price of gas. Uh, I don't know taxes that you got to pay, uh, weather. I never did, and until until I don't know, till now. And I'm getting up in the morning right now, sounding like my mother, you know, who used to start the day with, "Oh my God, don't leave the house today. It's unsafe. It's minus 11." You know, right? <laughs> like, oh, okay, is that what being a senior citizen's all about? And when, yeah. and when I get up this morning, what do I do? Go flip my phone on and right to the weather app, Stevie. Yeah. Minus twenty two or whatever. Oh my God! I better not leave the house today. It could be it could be serious trouble. <laughs> Probably the number one topic of old men when you think about it. Yeah. The elderly, they go to that weather card. They did, and that's why the uh, farmer's almanac is a thing, even though it's a load of hooey. Hooey. Yeah. And you yeah. know what else old guys do? They say the word hooey. <laughs> yeah. What's up with that? Yeah. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, sweet mother of Jesus. You know. Uh, all yeah. those. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Good. I got all yeah. my shopping done, all that. I'm I'm already. I'm all, I'm I'm done. I'm kind of bored, Stevie. I'm kind of bored. Going to see a movie or something. I'm going to see Spider Man with Michael tonight, so I'm looking forward to that. The going out to a movie? Well, they're yeah. they're going to allow that. I saw one of the headlines you sent me today. They're going to play a game with no fans because the the COVID is peaking, redlining. Ottawa Public Health is having a big news conference this afternoon. Vera Etches, the uh, chief medical officer of health for Ottawa Public Health, um, outlining where everything is at right now. They're trying to get these test kits in, these rapid testing kits. They were supposed to be at the LCBO today. So everybody by the hundreds in Ottawa lined up at the LCBO for rapid testing kits. And they weren't (laughs) even there. There wasn't one testing kit there for the hundreds of people that were going to all the LCBOs that were listed. And so there was some sort of snafu. So it's a big mess. But to your point, uh, theaters are still open. I, 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 I'm skeptical as to how long they'll be open. Um, when you talk about the game, it was actually the Habs game last night that no fans were allowed into. And tomorrow's Habs game has been postponed altogether with the Boston Bruins. And that's, that's twofold because in mm-hmm. Quebec right now, they've had this massive spike which is why they decided to not allow fans into the Habs-Philly game last night. But tomorrow, it's the Boston Bruins. Well, they've got six guys in COVID right now, so they just decided, you know, we're postponing that game entirely. Sens mm-hmm. will have Boston on Sunday, by the way, so I'm sure they'll be thrilled to be exposed to the Bruins at this stage of the game. Right. But, uh, yeah, so all interesting stuff. But Spider-Man and the boy and me, we're going to go watch that because he's been looking forward to it for a long time. We'll throw the masks on. 
Although it'd be hard to eat popcorn with masks. Anyway, yeah. that's what I'm doing tonight. Can he do whatever a Spidey can? <laughs> he can spin a web any size, James. Catch thieves really? just like flies. Just like, can he do it just like flies, Steve? <laughs> huh? Yes, he can. Yes, he can. All right, well, there goes a Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size, catches thieves just like flies. Look out, here comes a Spider-Man. It seems like they got away from the the Spider-Man theme, the old TV show theme. No, why would they? I don't know. It was great. But they don't dig it. Spider-Man does yeah. whatever Spider-Man Looking forward to that. Anyway, let's get into it because there's lots of NHL and uh, sports talk today that we want to get into. The one that I find most compelling is Paul Maurice resigning as coach of the Winnipeg Jets. Happened completely out of the blue today. Like nobody saw this coming. Yeah, the Jets aren't ripping it up out west. But I think they're only a couple of points out of the final wild card spot. He's so well regarded. I think he's he's definitely top five in all time games coached in the NHL, which is amazing because he's he's still a, a relatively young man. Uh, club was thirteen ten and five this season, and and then out of the blue, he just resigns as coach of the Jets, and this was his reasoning why. I felt I had done well and done my best, and, and I truly do love these guys. And I'm looking at him going like you'd like one of your kids going, you need to fix something here. And it's me. I'm not embarrassed by it. I'm, I'm tremendously proud of the work that we've done here. And I get to stay that way. I, I don't, I'm not going to be looking back two months from now going, you knew you should have stepped aside and you didn't. And that's wrong. I get to at least feel I've done it right. Paul Maurice with uh, just basically doing some navel gazing, just saying, Feel like the guys need a different voice. That is a very different reason for a professional sports coach to step away. Usually it's you have to kind of drag them out kicking and screaming and a big old firing. But this is something different, isn't it? Well, first of all, it's different. You never you, you, you never hear of a guy quitting. <laughs> I never, I've never I can't remember the last time uh, legitimately. And this sounds legit that this was 100% his decision. Yeah. I've never seen that. I've ne- I, I can't recall when I saw a player or uh, an athlete or, or, or a head coach uh, say, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to step aside. And so, so that's, that's novel. Okay. That, that, that I've never heard of. So I wake up to that this morning and go, this is nuts. I've never, who, who would ever quit that job? Um, so you never hear of it. The other thing is, Stevie, if someone does quit the job, it's usually uh, often times uh, either you quit or we gotta we gotta get rid of you. Okay, one. So we've come we we, we get used to in sports the, the firing of coaches, the moving along, the statement put out by the team. We wish him nothing but the best. We had a great run. He was terrific to the team. Blah 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 blah. However, we're taking on a new direction. Happens all day long, Stevie, with trades and, and firing of coaches. The other unique thing to this, Stevie, is if a guy's going to quit, then then normally it would be uh, we're we're just not at a place where I thought we should be. You know, I'm just you know I've I, I'm I'm not where I want to be. It's not the you know the goals I've set were not achieved. Uh, I don't want to you know uh, I'm, I've just lost some of my 
blah, blah, blah with some of the players. Or, But this guy, this guy comes out this morning and says, I resign. And on four or five different occasions, Steve, I read the, the piece this morning on maybe half a dozen times said, I'm really good. I'm a really good coach. You know, the players were great. I love the team. I love the players. I love what we did. I love what we've accomplished. And I've got no problems. I can hold my head high. I've, I'm, I'm proud. Uh, I'm good, right? It, it's, it was kind of weird, right? It was kind of like, look, look, listen to this guy. And, and it didn't bother me. It, it didn't bother me. It wasn't like some obnoxious thing you might expect from John Tortorella saying, you know, that he might come out and go, nobody knows what they're talking about, but I do, you know, and, and so I'm going to go. Uh, it, it, it's totally unique, totally unique that, that he's saying I'm, I, I'm quitting, but, but I, sh- I don't need to. You know, I don't, I don't need to in terms of my performance. Um, I th- you know, he said something about trying to get, the, you know, it's, it's a really tough deal to coach at a high level, you know, and he talked about pushing that boulder uphill, you know, to try and get it to the top of the mountain. And then he said, it's, it's, it kind of just got stuck, okay, that we just can't quite get it to the top. And, and obviously he's talking about advancing in the playoffs, you know, a little, a little deeper than they have. Uh, but he, he, he said it wasn't really what I'm getting out of it is it's not cause of me. It's not cause of me. Um, and, and I can hold my head high and I'm proud on and on and on, et cetera. So totally unique, totally unique that, um, that, that his comments about it are, I'm, I'm good. I'm good, but I'm well, leaving I think, the I, team. I, Fuck. I, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. Well, I think that there, there is part of him that is saying that it is me. You know, he's basically admitting that. And to me, it's it's two things. It's both generous and it's smart. Because we know, Jimmy, he's not the first head coach who did the navel gazing and decided, you know what? This team could probably, could really turn things around if they had a new voice, a, right. new, a new guy guiding this team. But if, 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 if the coach does that, well, basically it's going to be without them. You know, they that coach might think his team could turn it around with a new coach. Well, that's that's a tough thing because it means you're not in the picture in any way, shape, or form. So on the one hand, it, it's generous that Paul Maurice is doing this at this stage of the game, recognizing he thinks with, I guess it's going to be Dave Lowry, who's going to be coaching the Jets against the Capitals tonight as we record this. Mm-hmm. I think that's really generous that he, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that's really generous that he did that. But it's also, I think, smart. The guy's been there nine years. That pretty much is already beyond the shelf life. The Jets, they could still make the playoffs easily right? under Paul Maurice. But I think by seeing the writing on the wall now and to be able to present yourself in a position of strength the way he did and the way you indicated, right? Establishing himself as, well, generous and also really good and doing something courageous to step out of the way, kind of a selfless gesture. Think about GMs around the National Hockey League today, Jimmy, what they think of Paul Maurice right now, this second, versus the Paul Maurice maybe three months from now or a season from now when he finally is terminated because every coach is hired to be fired. Right. He's put himself, I think, professionally in a much better place for the next opportunity. I well, think. I, I I guess 
you know, if I'm Winnipeg, uh, Paul Maurice steps aside. He he must have to make a deal with them saying, okay, well, they're going to say, okay, well, what, what's your future? What's, what are your plans here? And if he says, well, you know, I'd, I'd really like to go coach in freaking Phoenix or somewhere where I can retire and help a team and do all that. If I'm Winnipeg, I'm like, no, no, you're not doing that. No, 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 we're not, we're not here. We're not here to let you, you know, accommodate you to go, you know, leave our team and go coach another team. That wouldn't sit very well with me, you know? And here's the other thing, Steve. Um, like it or not, uh, what, what fans need to know, and I've learned over time from talking to coaches that I know and p- players that I know who've gone into coaching, um, they don't always like the city, okay? They love the team, but they don't always like the city, you know, where, you know, you talk to guys who got, you know, in Buffalo or Hartford who coached that team, which Paul Maurice did, by the way. And I, I never realized 1995, Stevie, that guy coached and, and he's only 53 years old or something, 54. Um, but he says, Stevie, in his comments that I love the city. I love the cold. I loved my home here. I, lo- I love the weather. I love the team. I love the fans. I love the players. Uh, you know, I, lo- I like the whole scene, blah, 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 on and on and on. Um, and, but I'm leaving. You know, but I'm leaving, so it's really strange. It's it's really strange. You know, um, probably the biggest so, thing is the fact that he's willing to walk away from money. I don't know how much time's left on his contract, but he certainly has the rest of this year. Um, you get fired, you get your contract is honored. But in the case of quitting or resigning, which is a nicer word in a situation like this, um, you're not getting paid dollar one. So. Yeah, there's some generosity to that as well because most coaches would not want to walk away from, you know, money that is uh, already in your pocket effectively. So uh, Paul Maurice out as head coach of the Winnipeg Jets. We want to talk some more about the NHL. When we come back, we'll get into the COVID situation, the Canucks. Talk about coaching change. Like Paul Maurice may be onto something with a new voice. Things can change. Just look at the Vancouver Canucks who've won all their games, all six games since Bruce Boudreaux arrived on the scene there. So we'll get to that, the NFL Thursday Nighter, and much more coming up after these words. What a year it has been. I'd like to take a moment to say thanks on behalf of All Insurance Ontario to all the listeners for their support and to Steve and Jim for keeping us entertained every day. And also, I'd like to wish everyone a safe and happy holiday season from All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Jim K. Ford is your home of the all-new Ford Maverick. Designed to seize the day, this beautiful truck is built Ford Tough and gives you the best of both worlds. Compact on the outside, but still big enough on the inside to seat five and store all of your stuff as well. Not to mention the cool 8-inch touchscreen on your dash to help you get your work done. Learn more and pre-order the all-new Ford Maverick today at jimkford.com. And James, podcast advertising is one of the most effective ways these days to get your business message out to the masses Podcast listeners are far more likely to listen to your message than on other media out there. Message comes directly from Jimmy and me. And if you'd like to advertise on this podcast and get your message out there uh, to Ottawa sports fans and contact us today, Steve W project at outlook.com. All right, before we get into the COVID thing, we should talk about the Sens. They fall two one in Tampa Bay on Thursday night. I was kind of worried about that game just because Tampa Bay is as good as they are two time champions, by the way. Um, Defending champions, I should say. And then the Sens just beat them 4 nothing last Saturday afternoon. So I thought, okay, if the Sens have turned a corner here, this is a pretty good test. The Tampa Bay Lightning, who'll have their star goalie back in goal, 
and a team that uh, is probably ornery after the 4 nothing loss. Uh, it'd be a good test. Well, the Sens came out and played very well, but uh, fell 2-1 to one to the Lightning. Good hockey game, good goaltending battle. Both mm-hmm. Vasilevsky, as I mentioned in the last episode, and Forsberg had 5-0 and records for the month of December and very gaudy stats. So you knew it was going to kind of be a goalie battle the way they've been going, but uh, not to be for the Sens. And there were two records um, to mention in that Steven Stamkos reached the 900 game uh, or 900 point mark. So he and uh, Marty St. Louis are the only ones who have ever gotten to 900 points for the Lightning. And this is really impressive. Vasilevsky, he basically broke the NHL record of most wins in a calendar year. He broke the record of 62, oh, 63 from last victory. year to this year? From yeah. last so, season? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Calendar year, though, not just last gotcha. season. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess in this case would work because last, last season started in January of 2021. So, yeah, 63 wins in the calendar year, which breaks Mark Andre Fleury's mark back in 2009. And uh, Vasilevsky was probably the difference in that hockey game when you get down. To Steve Stamkos has been with Tampa his whole career. Yes, sir. Yeah. He was a first oh, overall draft oh, pick. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you said Mark. Um, And he's one of those guys that's leading the charge right now. When you think that the NHL is not going to the Olympics, Steven Stamkos is going to have something to say about that. He was talking. Yeah, yeah, over the last twenty four hours, he's been talking a lot about it. He, if he had, if he had, if he's going, I mean, if if it's happening, he's definitely going. There's no question. And he's been talking about chatting up other NHL players, hoping they'll go as well because. He's had no luck getting to the Olympics. It's hard to imagine. He's now in his 30s, and he still hasn't been to, to an Olympics yet for various reasons, injury-wise or whatever. So, um, Does this um, does this happen to you, Steve? I don't know. Because uh, it does to me still. When I hear um, Marty St. Louis, Marty, okay, Steve? Mar- Martin St. Louis, okay? Whenever his name comes up, and he's been retired for a while now, I still I still go to the... Unbelievable how that guy played in the NHL being so short. Right. <laughs> I still, like, you just brought his name up. Not only not only was he good, you know, like he was really good when you bring his name up going, Martez St. Louis got freaking 900 points with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Hall of Famer. Eh? Yeah, Hall of Famer. Uh, and, uh, unbelievable. Was never, I unbelievable. Was, I don't think he was ever drafted and bounced around the NHL. He was with... The Ottawa Senators had him in camp one year and cut him. I don't yeah. think he, I, I don't know if you were on that day, but uh, Marty Saint Louis basically said that he never even got got into a, a training camp game. Didn't he walk on or something? Uh, well, I think he was signed as a one of those free agents, oh. sort of. It. But uh, I also remember from that interview was hilarious because we only got him on the show because he was there promoting something he just started this new endorsement deal with crest sensi relief toothpaste oh no way well, and that was the only that's the, yeah but that's the only reason he came on and after jr and i had asked him i don't know about five minutes worth of hockey questions and we fully had planned as an agreement for the for the interview to task him about crest and his endorsement at the end well after five minutes he got tired of talking hockey and so it's like, yeah, we, yeah, and we won the Stanley Cup, and it was great, and we celebrated. Anyway, I'm here to talk about Crest Sensi relief, <laughs> and it sounded so bush league the way he just inserted it into a hockey discussion. Could let us do it, but it's what we do. We can seamlessly right, right. transition into that at the end. But anyway, well, it was kind of like funny. it was kind of like Rudy, you know. He's kind of like the movie Rudy. 
I always thought. You know. Well, now maybe he's not as short as I think. You know, maybe he's not as short as I think. But oh, he is. But it's always impressive that that a that a small guy of small stature can play in the NHL anymore. Right. You know? Anymore, but but it's not it's not like it was in the seventies when this guy played. You know, he he played when all the big equipment came along and all the all the all the giant guys and all the fitness and nutrition and all that shit. You know, and this guy's still, you know, he didn't just hang in there. So every time I hear his name, I'm going, that's incredible. I'm I, I am most impressed by that often when I hear well, that, that guy's name. Here's the way I always defend Marty Saint Louis. I always say yes. He was one of the shorter guys, certainly one of the shortest guys who's ever been dominant in the NHL. But I'm sending you a picture right now of the guy's quads. While he was short, he was not small. I don't know if anybody's ever played the game with Greek mythological <laughs> quads like that guy has. Let me see. Let me see. Okay. Let's see. Holy Jesus. Yeah. Right? Holy man. That's the lower body. So nothing small about the lower body. uh, And you know what? Low center of gravity, man, whether you're talking about, you know, whatever sport you're dealing in. So he's short, but not not small. He looks like he should be a superhero in one of those Marvel magazine or Marvel movies or something. Yeah. Jesus. (laughs) Crazy, huh? Uh, A couple of other things. Um, Certainly, as I mentioned, Bruce Boudreaux has been good for what ailed the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, Travis Green's probably be sitting back going, oh, come on. Every game, all six now, since Bruce Boudreaux took over as head coach of the Canucks has been a W. Another dub happening on Thursday night as the Canucks beat San Jose 5-2. to two. And I'm always amazed that the, the kind of turnaround a new coach can have. And, uh, and I guess that's what, as we said in the last uh, segment, I guess that's what Paul Maurice was on about. Sometimes, you know, the, the coaching message gets stale and they need someone new, and maybe that's all the Canucks needed too. Yeah. Yeah, clearly. I mean, that's what Paul Maurice was saying. It's it's just stale. They're really good. I'm really good, but but you know, it's not working. Uh, yeah. Boudreaux, man, uh, I love this guy. I for, I forgot how entertaining this guy was because when he came along, uh, you know, Vancouver's a great hockey town, by the way. It's it's not it's not like you don't get you know, if you get traded to Vancouver it's not like you you're going to Buffalo you know where where players go to die yeah. Vancouver's a fantastic hockey town so uh he was everyone was all a, a buzz here when he came to town and the microphone was in his face every eight feet you know yeah from from where he was and he was at most questions he was kind of bewildered you know <laughs> that his name was in this thing and that he was he was very uncomfortable with you know here he comes the messiah you know, to, to save this team. And uh, he was kind of giddy with a lot of the stuff, right? Where they're going. <laughs> What'd you think? Because apparently the fans started cheering him, the, the opening game. Or, uh, well, they got that so, chant, right? To whoop, there it is. Bruce, there it is. Bruce, oh, there it oh, is. Oh, is that what da, na, na, to yeah. Bruce, da, na, na, yeah. And he was like, oh, Jesus, that's right. I don't know. That's kind of game. like Mickey Mouse or something. You know what it was? No, I don't know. Just I'm tired of that. You know, let's just play hockey. And yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, I was following that when when he came along. Is he lucky? I, I, I don't know, Steve. The guy got the, the magic potion here. Yeah, it seems to have the, the secret formula for sure. It's funny how like the Sens and Canucks were going bad at the same time. Canucks fired their coach, and I was wondering, okay, the Sens are worse, and they just got mauled by the Canucks, and the Sens didn't do anything. Well, the Sens mm-hmm. have caught fire. 
they, they, they went with the status quo. The Canucks fired their guy and well, they've caught fire as well. So who knows what the, the right thing to do is. Right. Um, but let's get into the COVID discussion. It's kind of depressing to see COVID cases reported like the nightly scoreboard in the NHL. Um, well, the NFL, for example, has 100 players that have tested positive this week alone. But in the NHL front, uh, Sportsnet's doing a tracker page on this thing. So now there are 82 NHL players and coaches in COVID protocol. Mm-hmm. 11 games have now been postponed in the past month. And as I mentioned, that includes the Habs game from the, that will happen tomorrow against Boston. And then last night, there were no fans at the Habs-Flyers games. And and I don't think the Habs have any COVID tests. There are not many cases of positive COVID tests. And uh, that that to me is interesting because... That's now. So, sorry, uh, say that again, Steve. Who who doesn't have any positive? The Habs. Okay. The Habs. Yeah. Okay. So they they don't have any cases, and yet no fans were invited into the Bell Center in Montreal last night, and then tomorrow they've postponed the game altogether. So interesting that that's happening when there's not not actually any COVID cases on the team. The Bruins, on the other hand, they have six positive cases, and. Uh, but because the province had 2,700 new cases yesterday alone, that's the highest number they've had since January the 8th. I don't think it matters what the Habs strategy or the league strategy is. Clearly, as we've mentioned in previous episodes, the province is going to have the final call on things. I, I, are we maybe at a stage, Steve? I'm going to be careful what I say here, but, you know, so there's 80 positive COVID cases in the NHL. Positive tests. Um, I'd be curious to see the results of the 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 way COVID is going to present itself with these guys. You know what, what what's going to be the the fallout from it. Um, I you know I'd like to hear from these eighty people going. Yes, I have COVID, but I don't. I I wouldn't know it. You know the right. symptoms are really low. They're very mild. Uh, I didn't even. I you know I don't. It's hard to believe that I did test positive because I've got there's nothing that seems to be affecting me from it. Uh, I would like to wait and see that, right, to say, because then part of me, Steve, is, you know, obviously there's a new strain whipping through everyone, or maybe it's not. Maybe it's the same the same one uh, that's that's been here all along. But if a bunch of these people go, I'm, I'm fine with it, I feel fine, then I wonder if we get to a place where we're saying, okay, we just got, like I, I think I was saying yesterday, we just got to let this COVID run its course. You know, people got to carry on. You're going to get it. You're going to get it, you know. And and maybe the vax, the, the double vax that everyone has is enough to to say, yeah, I'm, I'm testing positive for it, but I certainly never knew I had it. I yeah, still, it's hard. certainly it's, don't. Yeah, what do you think? Well, it's certainly hard to know how to react to the whole thing when you don't know how serious it is. But it's one of those things, too, where we're, you know, we can't sit here on a podcast and, second guess um, the medical establishment and what's going on out there. At least we shouldn't any more than we should give advice to Apple on how to build their next freaking phone. Right. Right. I agree. So I'm shutting up right now. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. When we come back on the show, we're going to talk a little bit about the NFL Thursday night or at beauty after these words. With dozens of huge insurance companies fighting for your business, rates are incredibly competitive. That means you're better off selecting on fit rather than premiums, since they're all pretty close. Are you a client with a boat and a cottage, or rentals and investments? 
Let's work together to find the right fit for you. Text 8606008. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Happy holidays from Jim K. Ford, your Ottawa-certified pre-owned Ford dealer. They remove all the worries with a 12-month, 20,000-kilometer limited warranty coverage. Vehicle history report, purchase financing rates from 1.99%, 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. So if you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle, all of that is peace of mind. Check out JimKFord.com, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. I don't know if you had a chance to see that NFL Thursday nighter. What a beauty that was. That fourth quarter, back and forth. Fantastic. Kansas City and the Chargers. Uh, that is a big AFC West matchup at the top of the standings and uh, ends up with Travis Kelsey scoring on a 34-yard touchdown pass from Patrick Mahomes in overtime. Kansas City wins it over the Chargers 34-28. to I was watching after uh, pickup hockey last night at uh, – at a bar, so I didn't see exactly, but I'm pretty sure that it's a normal kickoff. You elect to receive. If you get a touchdown in your first possession, game over, and that's what happened with Kansas City. But I do think that the CFL has it right in that they, no matter what, if it's a touchdown or a field goal, the other side's going to get a chance to match or better what the first offensive team did. Yeah, it's funny you bring that up because I think the CFL has it wrong. Okay. Uh, when it, Yeah. Fair enough in regular season games, Steve. Okay, fair enough. We're going to do this sort of weird overtime where we start from, from the 35. But, you know, in a great cup, Steve, I, no, we're going to extra time here. And maybe it's five minutes or maybe it's we're, we're going to play 10 minutes, um, you know, of an overtime instead of 15 or, or seven and a half minutes or whatever. And we're going to play it out. You know, it's it, it's kind of like in the NHL when when they have playoffs and games go to overtime. They don't go to the shootout anymore. They don't go to the three-on-three anymore. They go to, okay, wait, this is too important. This is playoffs. And they play a regular overtime. Sudden death, you know? Right. So I always thought, this is, you know, this is a freaking great cup here. You know, I I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I knew it was coming in the overtime. But anyway, I was just curious how the NFL did it. Um, I didn't see the game. By, by the way. Oh, it's great. It was really, really good. The fourth quarter was, even if you didn't see the rest of the game, the fourth quarter was just back and forth. And and I really like uh, the way the Chargers go about their business. Like on three occasions, now it didn't, it didn't go well for them last night. On three occasions, they're at fourth down inside the 10-yard line in Kansas City. On three occasions, they did not kick the field goal on fourth down. They went for it and failed three times. Oh, no. So those oh, nine no. points probably in hindsight would have come in handy. But uh, the Chargers, to a man, we're talking about it. That's part of our success, that we're really aggressive. And it really, you know, from a mental standpoint, it, it's part of who we are. And so we're, that's we you go back to their first game. The Chargers won earlier in the season over KC in large part because of that aggression. So they're going to. And they're going to make the playoffs, right? Chargers? Yeah, probably. Yeah, Right. So that might shape. be another reason why they're saying, well, you know what I mean? If you're oh, fighting yeah. for a playoff spot, you might be grabbing points there. No if doubt. The wins are that important. Yeah. Uh, we got a little Saturday night action. That'll be good. The old Saturday night games kick up as they always do at the end of the regular season. And it's a beauty with New England at Indy. So that should be a good one. And lastly, it looks like uh, Tar- Tiger and Charlie are ready to roll tomorrow at the PNC Championship. I don't know if you've had a chance to see any of the, I think they were doing some pro-am stuff today. And both Tiger and Charlie, uh, boy, they both have pretty sweet swings, even the little guy. 
I'll tell you what I have noticed about this thing, okay? The PNC, which is the father-son, mm-hmm. or although I was looking down the list, I, th- I think I think one of the Cordis sisters is playing with her dad in that thing. So it's it's I, I guess it's father-child, okay? Correct, which is yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've I've never been around an event, Steve, which is which is doesn't mean too much. Okay, doesn't mean anything. Yet they've been promoting it for two and a half months. Okay, right. Every time. Right. I've heard about this thing now. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of this thing. I've been every single day uh, for the last two weeks. It's uh, watch out. Here comes the PNC, and we're going to profile this team and this guy and all that shit. It's like it's a Ryder Cup or something, you know. And then I thought I got up today. It's like okay, finally this thing's going to be here because it was. I I got I got machine gunned with a bunch of highlights on this thing all day yesterday, watching uh, going okay good and I got up this morning let's check the result no no it hasn't started yet no 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 it's not yet it's not it's not till tomorrow I guess Steve I think it like might be a two day deal or something yeah it is it is starting anyway Saturday. uncle uncle on the promoting the PNC thing but yeah. that being said uh, there's the, some hilarious whether whether they were choreographed or not I'm not sure but there's some hilarious clips. Of Tiger and Charlie is his son, Char, as uh, Tiger calls him, Char, uh, hitting hitting balls on the range, okay, uh, striking it at exactly the same time, literally, literally taking the club back. They're side by side, striking the ball at the same time, same same looking swing, uh, same club twirl, same, same same sort of same clothing, same clothing, same sort of double hop. So it's you know it's kind of cute, I you know I guess, but anyway. Uh, the kid's good. The kid's good. I saw him today. The highlight was he almost jugged it. Like he, he knocked it like an inch from the hole and, but he's the real deal. I guess he's the real deal. Who knows? Uh, I mean, so, so far to and go. Who cares? And yeah. <laughs> and I'm no, a golf nut, Stevie. I'm a golf yeah. nut, you know? Well, I mean, it, it's just a uh, golf lends itself to the, uh, the possibility for something like this. You, know, you think like Wayne Gretzky, for example, getting out there with one of his sons when, when his sons were, you know, 11 12 years old to play hockey or something that that right. opportunity just doesn't exist right and uh and and, and it, i'll be interested to see because there's already like high definition cameras following charlie around and he's just a yep. little kid and uh and and the attention that this tournament is putting on this guy um i wonder i wonder if he is going to be you know someone who uh, even makes the pga tour or if it all is too much but i mean there's just there's but even though the bloodlines are good and everything, and you know he's obviously the son of the greatest golfer who maybe who's ever played, there's no guarantees of uh, of anything. But for now, right. it's he's, a, he's a pretty good kid golfer for sure. Yeah, the bigger story here is that Tiger Woods is standing upright with a golf club in his hand, hitting golf balls, million percent. You know, and and he said that in his press conference, right? It was a newer, softer, totally relieved, lucky, um, you know. Um, contrite you know from from he didn't talk about the accident too much but you could see he was like oh my god am i ever lucky you know he talked about he could he was supposed to lose his leg and they saved that uh and that he's out there walking around right now um like nothing nothing will bother tiger anymore right now because he but he believed that that he wouldn't be able to ever come back he was going to lose a limb perhaps die from it you know that car accident could have easily resulted in a death so um it's kind of cool. It's it, it, it's cool to that, for that reason, for sure. That, that Tiger's looking around, going, you know, I never thought there would be a day where I'd be able to do this. So, 
All right, well, we'll keep an eye on that. It's going to be a great weekend of sports ahead, including the PNC Championship. I uh, want to thank everybody for being with us all week long and uh, catching up on the old podcast. And don't forget, our website is stevewproject.com. I am off to Spider-Man, James, so I got to roll. So we'll talk to you on Sunday. Good night, everybody. We'll see you. Thanks for being with us on the SWP. Please subscribe today or support us on Patreon at stevewproject.com.